Good evening, Newark family, and welcome back to another one of our devotions. And I'm Desi Lugo, and I'm happy to be sharing with you tonight. I don't know about you, but I know for my family at least, as we've been talking, this has been a very, very different kind of week for us, and it's been quite an adjustment in our heads as we try to figure out what does coming together and gathering together right now look like in this very unusual time. So I have the pleasure of bringing the devotion tonight in what most of the fellow staff are calling our sermons or our devotions from the bunker. And yes, for those of you listening, I did just say that. I personally did not want that title, so we did not use that. But for those of you out there who are secretly behind my back insisting that we call this sermons from the bunker, here we go. Here's my take on it. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you take care of us. We thank you that you are with us, even when we don't know what's going on, when we don't know what to do next. We trust that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, the future is in your hands, and no matter what sickness is going around, you maintain control. And so we rely on you during these times, and we adjust and we adapt, and we continue to trust you and the plan that you have for us. I pray that you would be with us, that your spirit would speak to us, that your word would guide us through these times. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to open tonight reading out of the New Living Translation with the same key verse that all of the other devotions have used from this week. We're going to read out of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. And so tonight, for my few minutes, I want to focus really on the middle of that verse where it talks about that God has given us love. And if you'll allow me, I want to add another scripture. And I want to pull in another passage, again reading out of the New Living Translation. And I'm going to read 1 John chapter 4, and the first part of verse 18, which says, Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. So for the next few minutes, let's talk about this idea of moving from fear to love. Now, for all of you biblical scholars out there, I will note up front, I recognize that the word used fear in 2 Timothy 1.7 is not the same word that's used for fear in 1 John 4.18. But if you will allow me, I'm going to tie these two together. And what is interesting is that both of these verses also reference love. And the word love that's used in both passages is the same. And so let's start by just looking through a few key points here. Going back to 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, I'd like to remind our church family that now is not the time to be timid. If you heard the opening devotion from Pastor Stephen earlier this week, he mentioned that the word used for fear in 1 Timothy, or excuse me, 2 Timothy 1 7 is a word that's probably more readily uh, recognized as the idea of something that's timid, something that's overly cautious, something not in the idea of fear as in you're afraid, but this idea that God has not given us this timidity, but instead he's given us power and love and a sound mind, or as the New Living Translation puts it, this self-discipline. And if there was ever a time where this is needed, it's right now. The Church of Christ does not need to be timid in this circumstance. Yes, 
we are looking for answers. Yes, it's true that none of us know how all of this is going to unfold. But we can be confident. And we have a hope that lies within us that many other people are lacking. And this hope gives us this assurance that God is still in control. And even when we don't know what's going on, we can trust that he has a plan in it and that he is taking care of his church. And I want to remind our church family and anybody else who's watching this that right now in a world of uncertainty, there are many people who are looking to us for leadership. There are many people who are looking at you and wondering how you're going to react and how you're living. And even if they never verbalize anything like that, as they see you go about your business, as they see you live from day to day, hopefully they should see the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's at work within you, that is allowing you to live differently, that's allowing you to maintain a level of calm, that's allowing you to maintain a level of peace even in this time of uncertainty. Now is not the time for us to be timid. People are looking to us and we can provide leadership and guidance, and we never have to step up and call ourselves the leader. We just simply have to live as God has called us to, and people will notice the difference. The second thing I want to point out is it's interesting to me that in this passage from 2 Timothy 1.7, that God has not called us to this timid spirit, but rather God has given us power, love, and self-discipline, as the New Living Translation puts it. And I want you to take notice of what is in the middle of those words. It's power, love, and self-discipline. It's love that binds everything together. And it's love that brings a balance between power and discipline. If all God had given us was power, or if all that God had given us was discipline, or even if God had just given us power and discipline, that could very, very quickly turn to something that's cold and calculated, something that does not have mercy. With power and with discipline, you might have justice. You might have abuse, but there wouldn't be a healthy balance. And yet, in the middle of that, we find that God has given us power, love, and discipline. And it's love that brings balance to that power and to that discipline. It's love that will hold us all together. And while we're in the midst of a crisis and we don't know what to do, it's love that's going to make sure that Christ's light continues to shine out from us. The world around you, your neighbors, your co-workers, your friends, your family who do not know Christ like you, when they see you, hopefully they're drawn to your actions. But what's going to draw them to your actions is not this incredible power and authority that you have. It's probably not even going to be your discipline. And that discipline may manifest itself in the way that you stay calm and collected and you have an assurance during this time. But what they're going to see more than anything else is the love of Christ that's shining through us. And let me also remind us that it is the love of Christ that identifies us as God's children. Let's turn to another passage. And now I'm going to jump to the Gospel of John. I'm going to look at chapter 13. And we're going to go to verse 35. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What demonstrates that we are truly a disciple of Jesus Christ is the love that we have towards each other. And I'm going to extend that out and say not just the love that we have towards each other, but the love that we continue to show to everyone else around us. 
And there has never been a better time. There has never probably been a greater opportunity in our lifetime to demonstrate Christ's love to a world around us, a world that is very, very, very full of fear right now. And this brings me to my third point. The word fear in 1 John 4, 18, where it says that perfect love casts out all fear, the word fear there is the same word that we get the idea of phobias from. So we're not talking about timidity in this passage. Now we are talking about the kind of fear that we often associate typically with the word fear. And that's what the world is full of at this time, and understandably so. Fear is created when we do not have control. And if there has ever been a reminder that we really don't have control of our tomorrow, if there's ever been a reminder that governments really do not have control of a situation, it's what's going on right now. And yes, everyone is trying their best. And yes, I believe that governments are actively working and medical personnel are searching and seeking to find a vaccination or a better way to test this or some way to mitigate what's going on and slow down the spread of this infection, this sickness, if you will. But we don't have answers. If we're honest with ourselves, right now we don't understand how this virus is working. We don't fully understand how to contain it or what the best strategy is. And we are constantly reminded that we are not really in control. And let me remind you, we never really were in control, but even the illusion of that control has been stripped away from us at a time like this. And so fear is rampant, rampant right now. Fear is crippling. Fear destabilizes. Fear causes people to make selfish decisions. Fear causes people to cause harm when perhaps they normally would not do that. Fear is reactionary. Fear causes us to live in a way that's not healthy. And yet, we see that perfect love casts out this fear. And what kind of love are we talking about? We're talking about the love of Christ that shines out of us. And so, in a world that is struggling for answers right now, in our communities, as people are trying to figure out what to do next, and as they're looking for peace that passes understanding, peace that they don't have, we, as disciples of Christ, have the remedy. And notice that I said we have the remedy, not really the answer. Because I will admit, we don't have all the answers right now. But the remedy for this rampant fear that's moving out amongst people is the love of Christ. And we have an excellent opportunity to show that to people at this time. When we allow Christ's love to shine out of us, and when we allow God's love to demonstrate itself to our neighbors and to our co-workers and friends, when it comes out through our actions, there's a calming effect. Things slow down. There's a stillness that can take place. There's a peace that our presence can bring to other people. And so I call on my Newark family. I call on children of God everywhere to open your spiritual eyes during this time and to recognize that, yes, we don't have the answers and things are uncertain, but this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for us. And now is the time when we can move from fear to love. And so I'd encourage you, right now, during this season, you have probably more free time than you've had in a long time 
because so much is shut down. And it's an excellent opportunity for us to call on family and to call on our neighbors and to call on our coworkers. Pick up a phone, send a text message, reach out to somebody on a social media platform, do a video call with people, check in with people, see how they're doing, ask them how their day's been going. Ask them if there's anything that they need, anything they could use help with. And then, as you become aware of needs, see if there's a way that you can offer assistance. If you are healthy and you are of low risk and not as concerned about this, and you have a neighbor or a loved one or even another church member who is more at higher risk right now and shouldn't be out in public, and you have the opportunity to go pick up some groceries for them, or go pick up some supplies or something else or check on situations for them. I'd encourage you to use caution, as our pastor, senior pastor talked about. I'd encourage you to use wisdom, but then let the Spirit guide you and look for opportunities and actions that you can do to help other people. And more than anything else, you may be watching this and thinking, well, Brother Desi, what is it that I could do? Here is something that we can all do. We can simply sit with people. Don't underestimate the value of your presence. Don't underestimate the spirit that's at work in your life and that's working with you. And so if you are able to sit with a neighbor, if you're able to sit with a family member, if you're able to sit with someone, I realize we're not congregating in large groups right now, but one-on-one -on -one or just a couple people at a time, as travel is safe and you're allowed to do that, sit with someone. If you can't get to them, do it virtually. We have all kinds of technology available to us now. And you can video chat with someone through many, many different platforms. I'm not even going to recommend one in particular because there's lots of options. And if you have to do it virtually, sit with someone. Spend time with them. You don't have to have answers. You just simply need to have your presence. And you pray that the Spirit would be at work through you. And you pray that the Spirit would allow you to have a calming effect on others who need to feel the peace that you have in you. And then don't be surprised if, as you do this, you have an opportunity to share your own story, to share what God has done for you and how you are able to maintain a sense of normalcy, for lack of a better word, during a time like this. This is our chance to move from fear to love. And so allow the Holy Spirit to guide you even as I'm speaking right now, my prayer is that God is directing you in your mind to some people that you could reach out to. God is giving you some people that you could go spend some time with, that you could call or check on, that you could offer the gift of presence, and that you can demonstrate Christ's love at work in your life. For our Newark family in particular, you will see in the next coming days, we're going to be putting out some more instructions for the month of April. We're going to continue to gather virtually with our small groups. And we're going to put into practice some of the things I'm talking tonight about checking in on each other and seeing what needs there are and spending time praying for each other. And then the gift of presence. It will be a virtual presence, but the gift of presence as we just spend time together, as we talk with each other, as we gather together as the church family of God. Let's close in prayer tonight. Jesus, we thank you that from your scriptures we're reminded that you have not given us a spirit of fear. We're reminded from your scriptures that the love that you gives us, it casts out fear. And I ask that 
your love would be active in our lives, that it would be demonstrated, that people would see it shine out coming from us. I pray that you continue to lead and guide us and that you direct us to people who could use your presence, people who need to feel your love right now. Allow your church to shine even brighter than ever before in this dark time. Allow the body of Christ to minister in love and help us to move from fear to love. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, church family. We look forward to coming again together tomorrow.